Hello. So I'm back again, this time with a lady called Kalila Olakanola. Um, we both talked at the Do Lectures, but unfortunately didn't meet. And we've become friends online since. So without further ado, hello, Kalila. And how do you feel today? I feel grateful today. Thank you so much for having me on. Um, but also, I feel challenged to keep holding on to that gratitude. You know, I'm grateful that I'm able to uh, continue to do some of the work I love on a daily basis, but challenged because of all those other things that happens in life, like losing a job that I invested so much time in for decades um, uh, and disconnecting somewhat from the people that I worked with it was really hard. Losing mom and dad and them not being here to celebrate some of the wins, you know, is really hard. And then all the stuff that comes with losing a job and losing loved ones, still trying to carry that or deal with that on a daily basis, but still being grateful for the opportunity to keep going, um, to, to not, you know, fall into a place where you feel like you can't make it or you begin to victimize uh, yourself and and um, and just not want to get up anymore, not want to move forward because you're not moving forward in those things or with those people that, you know, you love so much that were a part of your life for so long. And so even though I'm grateful, you know, I, I tr I'm trying to hold on to it and it's it's possible to to have things going really good but still be challenged, you know, it's, it's, it's possible to be in a place of being blessed, but also being broken. Um, you know, it's possible to, to continue to build bridges, but still have all these barriers that's hindering you from completely moving forward and tapping into a higher level of gratitude. And it's those things that happens when life happens on a daily basis, those conversations you miss, um, those moments you miss, those places that you miss going. And it's not that you can't go back there, but you're not going back into the same scenario with the same people. And that's extremely hard and um, it's extremely hurtful. You know, I often tell people that grief is um, grief is what happens in you, but mourning is the outward expression of what you feel. And I think that so many of us, even though we continue to live life, we we grieve. You know, we we have all these feelings, but we don't give ourselves permission to release those feelings and those emotions that we are challenged with because uh, either we have to save face, or we're so used to being the strong one, um, or uh, we just believe that we have to keep going. And if you if you mourn. It, it speaks to your level of strength, which is all not true. And so even though I'm grateful, I'm grateful even for the challenges that I'm facing because it's helping me build resilience and grit and it's helping me um, see myself and walk in my authentic truth. Um, I'm, o I'm okay now with, with crying. I realize that I'm at my most powerful place when I can release a tear, you know, and own up to what's happening internally in me. And for that, I'm grateful. You know, it's, um, it's, it's admitting that I miss spending time with certain people or miss those moments that I won't say I took for granted, but I didn't um, I didn't take everything in that I could have. And I think we all do that, you know, having dinner with a loved one or going out and laughing at a movie or just having a chat by phone. Like we do those things and it's normal for us on a daily basis. And when we're not able to do that or connect with that person anymore, you wish that you would have done more. You wish that you would have said more. You wish that you would have invested more time. And so today, you know, um, 
I'm like most people, I think I'm grateful for where I am and the uh, the possibility and the potential of where I can go, but I'm challenged to hold on to that gratitude because of all the grieving of the things that I'm missing and the moments that I'm lacking that I experienced in a portion of my life that I wish I still had. Wow. Um, I'm not quite sure where to start, Kalila. Um, I'm impressed and inspired. How... How did you reach that point of, you know, being so aware and, you know, the need to keep doing that? Where, where did that come from? Yeah, I, you know, I, you know, it's twofold. You know, you realize there's so many people around you depend on you, but you realize that you need you, that, you know, you, you, you have to keep going. You have to, uh, you have to decide within yourself that uh, that oppressed is po- is possible. That even though you've experienced all these things, that 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 you can continue to live life because you also have a responsibility to live life. Those people in those moments that I miss, they 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 made an impression on me. It's it's part of who I am. It's part of my upbringing. You know, I remember birthday parties with mom and dad, or I remember uh, those family nights where we had dinner and I didn't want to eat the beets. So I would wrap them in a paper towel and hide them in my sock or in my pocket and sneak them to the bathroom. And it's those moments that I remember and realize that I'm also responsible to help my family and my kids and those that I'm connected to have those same moments. And realizing that I couldn't just stop, but I had to keep going and realizing that I could do something with that pain that I could that that I was experiencing I could turn it into purpose I can take what challenged me and what brought me down and find a way to help other people experiencing the same thing keep going and come up and so um that's what helped me you know I had to be honest with myself and I don't think that sometimes we 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 look outward facing at the world around us but we never stop to look in the mirror we're so busy looking at the future not looking at the present now and I had to stop and look in the mirror and I had to see Kalila I had to see who she was and who she's not and when I realized who I was not I knew what I had to do to help become a better version of myself I knew what I had to do to help me hold on to gratitude and to keep going despite carrying pain. I began to turn that pain into purpose. How could I affect change with these emotions? And so, so many times throughout my life, I've just kept emotions bottled up. Or, I mean, I I drank at one time in my life, you know, way too much. Or I looked for other ways to suppress what I was feeling. And I realized that that suppression wasn't going to help me shift to become a better person. I had to use them in a positive way. And so um, I began to do things that my mom was passionate about and I celebrated her in the process. Um, I created something called Marietta's House, which was to create memorial garden starter kits for people who lost their loved ones to cancer and to also honor the first responders or the responders who helped them in their last days because you can't think a thank you, you show a thank you. For my dad, I started reading music again and um, uh, reading some of his poetry and his songs. He was a musician, you know, and I looked for ways where I could give back into that musical community in the city that I lived in. I contacted the Department of Transportation and I adopted a block in the honor of my mom's name. And so it's a sign that says adopted in honor of Marietta B. Thrower. And so I began to turn that pain 
and to purpose. And, and what that did is it helped me walk through what I was experiencing, losing my job. I found ways to continue to serve the community I once served. And in doing that, it helped me navigate. It helped suppress those feelings of pain a little bit more because I was still doing the work. I still felt accountable uh, for uh, responding to a need that was there. And in process of doing that, it helped me hold on to gratitude a little bit more and relieve me of some of the grief that I was experiencing. Because grief is not just losing someone to death. Grief is also losing a situation, losing a moment or losing a relationship. We can grieve uh, a boyfriend or girlfriend that's no longer with us. We can grieve a job. We can grieve a friendship that was separated unexpectedly because of a miscommunication. Um, we can grieve um, an opportunity that we once had that's no longer present, but because you were in it for so long and 21 days create a habit, it became a habit and it became a part of who we are. So we can grieve things that's still here that we no longer have access to or we no longer can connect to. We have to find ways to walk through that so that we can continue to keep going and create moments with the people that we have we are still connected to and we still have the responsible the, the responsibility i believe to inspire yes and wow again um i'm there's an awful lot i read about some of the things you're talking about there and one of the things recently that i've firmly come to believe is that the people who've left us continue to live through how they've either influenced us or it could, it could be, it could come out in so many different ways. And I see it in my wife, her mom, her mother died um, very young from cancer and I can see her in, in my wife and then I can see it in our children. And whereas I used to sort of miss things and it's exactly what you've just said. It's not just people, it's things. And that sense of attachment to those things. I've started now to actually see them continuing in life, but with a certain amount of acceptance for the fact that the original thing isn't the same anymore. Does that does that fit at all, do you think, with with the experience and, and what you're talking about there? Yeah, it fits exactly. You know, so many times I read somewhere that um so many times when we uh, grieve, we ignore loss. We ignore trauma because it's in our nature. Yes. We don't want to feel. Um, yes. And we try to move quickly past it. But I believe that we have to begin to choose to slow down and sit with each loss, examine it, grieve it, mourning, and then move forward from there. I think it's better to let the let it sink in and experience it now than to find ourselves drowning years later in losses that had no voice because we didn't let it speak when we were feeling. I think you're right. And it's also, I think, connected to an anticipation of something you don't particularly want to have in your life, which mm -hmm. is, you know, that thing about anticipating a future, a future might, which might never come to pass anyway. Mm -hmm. And then the anxiety and the worry that comes with that and then avoiding it. Um, that seems like a similar sort of thing as well. So yeah, it's I about confronting. Mm-hmm. It is confronting sitting with, you know, how many times have we asked a friend, hey, let's go out for coffee and we sit there, we drink coffee, we have this great conversation. And then sometimes there's like those awkward moments of silence 
And I believe grief is like that. It's an awkward moment of silence, but sometimes there are no words. You don't have to say anything. You just have to give yourself permission to feel because I believe that our tears have a voice. They speak. They tell people what I what 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 we feel and it tells us what we're going through on the inside. Um, We've become so good as a as a people at hiding what's going on in us. That's why we see so, so that's why we see so many, that's why the suicide rates are so high. That's why we're shocked. We're shocked and in awe when we see people take their own lives because the appearance that we've seen is that they were happy, that their lives were good, that um, they were enjoying what they were experiencing. So we become so good at hiding our moods at, at hiding our emotions, but our emotions also have a voice. And I think that we have to become better at letting them speak and not feeling guilty about what's happening in, in us and, and not holding the weight on our own. Yes, we have to sit with our loss, but we have to find a way to navigate through our emotions so that our emotions don't try to navigate us, but we instead have control of them. Yeah, and there's such an irony, isn't it, that with a sort of physical pain, you pay attention to it, you fix it, you sort it out, you're not embarrassed by it. But mm-hmm. a more um, emotional or existential pain, and it's almost denied at all costs. And actually, you're making me think that a lot of that, by not listening to it, you're never really understanding what the proper problems are. Certainly, when I'm reflecting now on my own life, I think that's probably true and has been for decades <laughs> ironically yeah you know I, I found like emotions do have emotions affect our body and we don't even we never realize it I know for me I mean when you're sad you cry you weep um some of us we scream we yell it causes us yeah. to stay in bed we don't want to get up um we get we're extremely fatigued when when we are afraid of something, our stomach starts bubbling, you know, like we yeah. go. Through, so like, you know, when we deal with emotions, it causes um, physical changes in our in our bodies and we ignore them. You know, that's yeah. why it was so important for me, like, you know, to to be grateful because one, I woke up this morning, one, I'm still able to do things. And there are people who didn't wake up this morning who aren't able to do things. And things is a big definition. It, it, it differentiates for everybody, but I'm, I'm able to have this conversation with you today. And for that, I'm grateful for this connection and the opportunity to give the emotions that I've been feeling a voice. Um, but we can't let those emotions um, take control of us. We have to take control of them. That's why we have to be willing to identify them. Um, we have to um, be able to inform someone of what we're going through if we can't handle it on our own. And we have to find a community that can potentially inspire us so that when we're in a place of being stuck and our emotions is louder than the voice that we have for ourselves, we have a support system to help navigate us through. I, I caught the end of that, Kalila, which sounded superb. Um, unfortunately, your voice cut out for 30 seconds at the beginning. But, oh. um <laughs> I think we have that little I, section. Yeah, I said that we have to uh we have to, you know, 
get insight into what our emotions are feeling and not let the voice of it take control of us. We have to take control of it. You know, we have to be willing to inform the people around us. That's why a support system is important. And those same people that we inform may be also the people that we need to inspire us because we're in a stuck place and our emotions is louder um, than everything else around us. And that's when you end up stuck. Uh, So it's important that if we do sit with our emotions that we have, a, a circle around us, a community of people that we can inform and that can also inspire us because I think we all go through emotions and feelings. Um, and sometimes we don't want to admit that even the strong one has to be checked on, but it's the reality of it. You know, your smile tells the people that are looking at you one story, but your smile to you means something different. And so being honest and authentic with yourself about where you are is going to help you navigate through and it's going to also help you continuously get through yeah you you seriously and i know we had a chat before this but seriously you've sort of summarized most of what i've learned in the last few years and what i've learned was out of necessity really from reaching an absolute rock bottom and then thinking this can't go on and trying to understand why but seriously you really have just summarized so much of what I've now come to regard as key ways to live. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know I asked you earlier, but are those realizations that you've come to on your own or through life and not allowing yourself to give in or did somebody else inspire you at some point? You know, how, how did you get to become so wise if you don't mind me saying yeah. You know, I don't, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> like it wasn't, you know, I, I'm, I'm in church and so I have an outlet there. I talk to God um, and, you know, I just, I just, I don't know. I, just, I really don't know. I've, you know, sometimes when you don't have a choice, you just do and mm-hmm. um, and you, you become, and, and that doesn't mean that that wisdom you know, it comes in waves because sometimes I get angry and I get upset and I get mad. And sometimes I have to weep and I want things to, I don't want to feel sometimes what I feel because, you know, emotions are so hard. And then I have to find that place and I can't define that place, but you always have to find that place. I created this thing for myself called the formula for fortitude. And I use that because I begin to understand after looking at my emotions, my feelings and my moods, Gareth, I understand what triggers me now, not just with grief and loss, but things people say or things they do. It triggers me to anger, it triggers me to sadness or it triggers me to fear. And when that happens and I understand my my uh, adapt my adaptability what I'm able to handle, I don't put myself in certain situations anymore. And when I'm faced with those situations, I one, I have a mantra. It's like it's like that one statement or one line or that one song that I go to when I'm in my feelings. You know, I like hip hop music, so I listen to Biggie Smalls. But I have this one line that's called "Be Brave." 
And brave is not the absence of fear. It's having courage in the face of fear. So every time I get to a place where I feel down or I feel weak, I'm like, be brave, Kalila. You are brave, you know? And I remember my morning headlines. When we think about morning headlines, that's like newspaper headlines. I go back to the last time I felt these emotions and I remember that I had a route out and I look for that route out again. And so I go back to something I did that inspired me, something I did that was was positive, something I did that may have inspired someplace else. And I remember. And so um, that's helped me navigate through. And I hope that it continues to help me navigate through um, because life, they say, take it one day at a time, but I believe that a day is too long. With every mood, you can only take it at a moment at a time. Yeah, spot on. So it's about becoming self-aware mm-hmm. and actually learning from that as you live moment by moment. Um, you've inspired me. <laughs> you've already had anyway, but even more now. Um, just thank you so much, Kalila. And we're coming up to the end now, but is there, is there something, is there one single thing you think you could pass on that might be helpful to anybody listening? Yeah. Um, wow. One thing. Um, uh, listen to the voice of your emotions and don't be afraid to respond to them with a community, um, with a conversation with somebody or with taking time just to care for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, spot on. That was really, really good. Thank you so much for joining me for the chat. And um, I look forward to our chats in the future as well. Thanks, Kalila. Thank you. Brilliant. Bye. Bye. Bye, guys.